Over. 
Grant us light for veterans in our work with you. Light for the next level. Strength of God. Them that need revival, hey, let your spirit and your fire hey, be set ablaze. Your spirit, oh God, take preeminence. Your fire, oh God, set this entire place ablaze. This house ablaze, oh God, this room ablaze. That anyone, oh God, who needs revival, even as they listen to this podcast, as they are listening right now, oh God, as they enter into this house, as they partake in fellowship, oh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, grant that they will be stirred, grant that they will be stirred, grant that, oh God, they will be, they will be stirred, in the name of the Lord Jesus, let there be stirrings, let there be stirrings in the spirits of men, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for no, nobody ever encounters you, and leaves the same, let the glory of your presence, hey, oh God, rima your splendor, oh God, let it rub off on us today in the name of Jesus. Empower us with strength, hey, oh, with power from on high, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, oh God, cause us to go from strength to strength, from strength to strength, from glory to glory, from faith to faith, in the name of Jesus, according to your word, in Psalm 84, verse 7, that they go from strength to strength, that everyone has oh, appeared before God in Zion, everyone has, even as we've appeared, as we've showed up, oh God, as we've come up higher, oh God, oh God, as we've come up, oh God, encounters, 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 oh God, even as we leave our humanity behind, let your divinity rub off on us, in the name of the Lord Jesus, through the weight of your divinity, upon us, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as we come to behold, oh God, according to your word, in 2 Corinthians 3.18, that but we all, we all, but we all, beholding us in the glass, the glory of the Lord, are being changed, even to the same image, even by the, as by the Spirit of the Lord, Lord, cause us to be changed, cause us to be transformed, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, them that need answers, to questions, Lord, oh God, by your Spirit, provide answers, them that need strength for the journey, Lord, let strength be released, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, them that need clarity and guidance, Father, oh God, your Spirit is a Spirit of understanding, you said that, oh God, the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth, Lord, let truth and guidance hey, be made available to them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for every truth seeker, for everyone journeying, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that your power will be present to heal, your power will be present, let your power move in the midst of your people, wherever they've joined us from, wherever they are listening from, Lord, to heal, to deliver, to transform, bring transformation, oh God, into the life hey, of somebody's business, Lord, bring transformation into somebody's marriage today, bring transformation into somebody's academics, bring transformation, pour 
positive transformation, oh God, into somebody's career. Oh, transformation, oh God, into somebody's ministry. A positive transformation, enlargement, and increase on all sides in the name of Jesus Christ. Your prophetic word for guidance, your prophetic word for divine alignment, or the places that we are not aligned well, that we have been misaligned. Lord, oh God, begin to gather people's lives together. Oh, Spirit of the living God, gather our lives together and usher us into perfect alignment with your will. Our thoughts, our will, our emotions, our desires, our affections. Lord, oh God, align them to your perfect will, oh God. Tonight, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Remo as many as are connecting today and as many as are listening to this podcast, irrespective of the day or the time of the year, oh God, oh God, as many as are connecting, Lord, divine alignment, changes of story, increase our hunger, satisfy the longing soul, pour water upon the thirsty and the dry ground, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, minister to our hearts, minister to our hearts in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. Hallelujah. We give you praise, we give you glory. I'm just going to allow um, the music play along while we just continue to worship. In the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we ask for cleansing. Purify us. In the name of Jesus, purify our spirit, soul, and body. In the name of Jesus, from every impurity, defilement, contamination, by things which we have eaten, things we saw. In the name of Jesus, every unholy contract or agreement or covenant we entered into, knowingly or knowingly, Lord, we break. In the name of Jesus, we, we usher them out of our lives, even by the blood of the Lord Jesus. And we cling to you tonight, O God. We bless you. We thank you. We thank you, O God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You want to lift up this prayer? That Lord, let the ministration of your word, let it bring me light. Let the ministration of your word, let it bring me strength, supernatural strength. Let the ministration of your word in this particular audio, this meeting, let the ministration of your word grant me access to the mysteries, the mysteries that make room, that make room. For my next level in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And grant me grace even to put everything into practice. To be a doer, a doer. For I know that the precepts, your precepts are doable. Your precepts are doable. But I need grace to do them. I need grace to obey the principles of your word. To be an ardent doer, a hard follower after you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to be a doer and not a hearer only. Deceiving myself in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And faith, oh God. Faith, oh God. 
Rima Shante Koprandi Malato Lima Shkedeme Kovaliata And you want to even pray in the language of the Spirit In the next one minute You are saying Lord Adima Shkapa Step my spirit up Prepare my spirit Open me up I open myself up I allow you To get into the depth of my being My spirit My soul And do your wonder, your wondrous works In the name of the Lord Jesus Perform your repair works Deposit in me Fix in me that which needs to be fixed hats in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ hats. Oh God, enlarge my capacity to receive hats in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ hats. Hey, the eyes of my understanding hats enlighten, enlighten hats in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ hats. Rekoma shadiata hats. Rebekoma hats. And let your engrafted word hats and your engrafted word hats, which is able to save hats my soul and deliver me hats. Lord, let it have free cause hats in my being hats. Hey, my spirit, my soul, my body hats. Let your word has have free cause has in the name of Jesus. Rimo shate no kavina na matai has rembe kolwa dini kateyes rapa shekopa riato malia katelega dehes rimo falwa kani mini kapayas let the the governo kapala shatas rembe komalu katene kovali bashas ai komalu zemeneyes ai kabandi mini kozali atolomo kovrandi mini kapayas rembe shada dehes molo kopra vini katowas ali mini in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we bless you. We give you glory. We give you glory. Lord, we love you. We profess our love to you. Thank you, Lord, for always helping me, for putting your word in my heart and granting me utterance, touching my lips with a coal of fire. Lord, I pray that there's ministration of your word. Holy Spirit, anoint your word. Let it go forth with strength, with power, with your presence, with your glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And do with your word. And today's ministration, that's which you want to do in the life of everyone listening right now. In the name of Jesus. In the life of the individual listening right now. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you for our family. We bless you for this ministry. And we thank you for opening the doors of nations unto us, the gates of nations unto us, that for Father turning the hearts of men unto your word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we bless you, we thank you, for we've seen the great and mighty things you've started with us, and we know that you who has uttered these things, you will finish them also in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray for grace to stay humble, to remain at your feet, and Father, to do due diligence in all obedience to your word, and to your leadings, your instructions uh, and to follow all divine uh, procedures and instructions to the latter in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we bless you. We love you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.
Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you all for coming on board today. Today is the last in a series of five. I think there are five series we've been looking at all on the theme of fasting. Hallelujah. We looked at fasting, the basics. Then we looked at fasting, the principles. Then we looked at fasting, the process. We've also looked at fasting, biblical patterns that, that, are, that are worth emulating. And in that particular um, series, in that particular episode, that is the episode of fasting, biblical patterns, we looked at um, two patterns. In a part one and in a part two. And then now finally we have come to the the last of the series, which is going to be very loaded because we have to compress a lot into it, which is fasting. The superior spiritual advantage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fasting. Our superior spiritual advantage. Hallelujah. David, David said, and that is to say that the Christian said, has many advantages by which what is my they prevail house? in this work, by which they win the battles of life. Many advantages. By which we are able to overcome the enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please don't forget to keep liking the show and follow our page if you haven't followed us. Amen. Please follow us if you haven't followed us. And fasting is one of these superior advantages. Hallelujah. Prayer is one of them. We know of waiting on the Lord. We know of um, meditation. Hallelujah. We know of our declarations and confessions, our positively faith-filled affirmations. So without spending any more time, we want to get into the word. Hallelujah. into the word there is a word in my spirit and we trust God to help us so we are looking at fasting the superior the superior spiritual advantage hallelujah I, I was led to use the word superior because there are many advantages to fasting we have physical advantages or the impact of fasting in the physical the impact it has on the body but there are far more superior impacts or benefits which are in the realm of the spirit and which are in the realm of the soul hallelujah which are in the realm of the soul the humbling of the soul it has a tremendous or a very large magnitude of impact on the soul 
as the soul is humbled, it makes room for many divine verities, possibilities to be realized in the life of the believer. That is, one of them is the release of grace. Another is the quieting of the soul also permits the, the ability or the, it enables the spirit to hear the voice of God with accuracy, with divine precision. Hallelujah. Because the soul has been quieted. The flesh has been subdued. We said that fasting, it fine-tunes our spirit and it quiets the flesh. Hallelujah. It enables us to subdue the flesh. And so, in this light, we shall look at the far superior advantage of fasting to the spirit or the spiritual advantages or benefits of fasting to the believer, to the believer who engages this mystery. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even when you delve into the physical impact or benefits of fasting on the human body, you realize that you you'll be wowed. You 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 feel moved, you'll be surprised. In my study, I delved a bit deeper into the physical benefits or the impact of fasting on the body, the human body. Not only on the human body, but even on the body, like flesh, as in flesh. Irrespective of whether the flesh is of a human, is that of human or that of an animal. An animal or um, any other living thing. Fasting has tremendous impact that cuts across even to the, the, to the extent of being able to sync, bring in sync or synchronize the circadian rhythm of the entire organs in the body. Do you know that continuously feasting on food, eating food at varying times of the day without fasting, whether it is continuous or intermittent fasting, has the effect. It has that um, negative effect of being able to throw the body, the circadian rhythm of the, the organs of the body out of rhythm, out of um, sync. It, it has the ability or the effect of throwing the circadian rhythm of the organs of the body apart so that they are not in sync. So that while one organ, maybe the liver wants to rest, the stomach is performing a work that is putting or needs to engage the liver to keep working. At a time when the heart or the kidney needs some form of rest, it is being pushed to work because maybe the gut, the gut health is, is altered. But these are all in the realm of the physical. And even in the physical realm, one of the benefits, in fact, the benefit of fasting transcends just physical health. It has the ability to get into your DNA and force some form of repairs and purification in the DNA. Hallelujah. So if this happens with fasting in the physical, how much more the spirit? There is a far more superior advantage. There is a far more superior advantage or benefit to fasting benefit of fasting to our human spirits hallelujah and that is what we are more interested in so you want to stay glued you want to be attentive you want to keep distractions away whether you are listening from your room on your bed in your car wherever you are listening from the classroom or the lecture hall 
you want to be attentive and engage um, this meeting or this teaching with all of your heart, knowing you are engaging the Spirit of God so you can draw. Amen. Amen. You want to engage wholeheartedly with all of your attention so you can you can draw. Amen. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, it says that, Ho, everyone that tested, come ye to the waters. Come ye to the waters. John 7, verse 38. On the day of that great feast, Jesus says something about rivers of living water. Come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Buy and eat. Yea, come. Buy wine and milk without money. Today, we are at the gates of a transaction. Hallelujah. And you want to buy. You want to buy wine. You want to buy milk without money and without price. Hallelujah. All you need is your faith. All you need is a hunger. All you need is a thirst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bible says, Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfied not, what that which does not satisfy? Hacking diligently unto me. Hacking. You want to hacking. You want to you want to open yourself up. You want to be attentive. In Proverbs chapter 3, the writer says, Incline your ears to me, my son. He says, Listen to me, my son. Listen to me, my son. In Isaiah, the prophet says, Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Somebody, may your soul be made fat after today's teaching in the name of Jesus. Incline your ear and come unto me here, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Even the sure mercies of David. Hallelujah. He says, Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and a commander to the people. Amen. Amen. So like I always say, I need your ears, but God needs your heart. Hallelujah. I need your ears, but God needs your heart. Amen. Amen. So we are looking at fasting the superior spiritual advantage all right today we don't have much time so i'll be i wouldn't be doing a recap but our previous episode we looked at um the biblical pattern of the daniel fast um, we shall we shall the spirit of the lord come upon you we shall continue from there, without any recap. Amen. So, what are some of the advantages of fasting? After all we've all said and done, all has been said and done, we spoke about fasting, the basics, we looked at what fasting meant, the types of fast, um, the categories of fast and the types of fast, and then we looked at 
the impact of fast on the spirit, soul, and body. We looked at the principles. Then we looked at the process, how to go about our fast, the do's and don'ts. Um, and then some of the things we stand to benefit. And then we came to um, the patterns, patterns we can emulate from. Unfortunately, because of time, we couldn't look at many of the patterns, but at least we looked at two key patterns. And I'm trusting God that getting to, towards the end of today's ministration, I'm trusting God that God will help us delve into the Ezra fast. Amen. Because all the notes on those um, those patterns, biblically laid down patterns of fasting, all those notes are ready. Only that we need time. Amen. Amen. So having said all of that, with all that said and done, even as we are still in a in the period and the journey of our 21 days, fasting with prayers, why should we keep to what we are doing as believers why should we fast many religions on earth fast for many different or varied reasons Bosheba Raphael you are welcome God bless you please we hope you follow us amen you want to click the cross button at the top right corner of your phone to follow the page burning once and to keep also liking the show God bless you we hope you are blessed amen why should we engage this mystery of fasting? Do we stand to get anything while we fast? Is, are there any benefits tied to fasting beyond just the physical benefits to our body? Yes. The answer without any second thought is yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fasting is a great tool of every Christian. We said that any Christian who wants to do well spiritually must learn to engage the mystery of fasting. In fact, the, this believer must make fasting a part of their daily lives. Amen. And not only so, but prayers, the practice of purity and holiness, meditation, and then many others. Amen. The discipline also of giving, giving, generosity. Hallelujah. 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 So, we want to look at James chapter 4, verse 8 through 10. The first spiritual advantage of fasting. The first spiritual advantage of fasting is that this mystery, it is a mystery that unleashes grace. The grace for true humility. Hallelujah. The grace for true humility. Remember we said that fasting is a process of humbling of the soul. In fasting we are humbling the soul. The Bible says in James 4 verse 8 to the verse 10. That draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands ye sinners and purify your hearts ye double minded. He says, please I want the King James. You know I like King James when you do this. In fact, you throw me off balance each time you lose this. Um, <laughs> I flow a lot with the King James. And sometimes when I prepared my notes based on a particular version of the Bible, it's because there are some key words or phrases that the Spirit used to minister to me. And I want to maintain the originality of the Spirit's revelation and ministrations. Amen. Alright, God bless you, Minister Wendy. So, it says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, 
and purify your heart. See, double-minded. It says, be afflicted. Now, this is a figurative expression for fasting. Hallelujah. We looked at some of the figurative words or expressions used to connote or used to represent fasting. We said that it is, it is affliction of the soul. It, is, it, it, it connotes mourning and a weeping. Hallelujah. So he says, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. So fasting is a key component of true humility. Prayer is also another way by which we humble ourselves. Telling God that God, I cannot do this on my own. I invite your partnership or the partnership of the divine into my life so that that which is impossible with me or that which is impossible to me will be possible because of the partnership with divine with the divine because with god for with god for with god all things are possible for with god that's what the bible means in means by the the verse in second chronicles 7 14 if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face Hallelujah. So fasting is that mystery that unleashes grace for the true humility. Amen. Let's also look at Psalm 35 verse 13. Psalm 35 verse 13. Psalm 35 verse 13. Fasting is a mystery that unleashes grace for true humility. Because while we fast, anytime we fast, we are humbling the soul. The soul has in its ability, in its um, it has a tendency to be to behave lofty, to take its own decisions, its own will, its own by its own will, exercise itself onto taking um, decisions outside of the confines of the will of God. It has that zeal, that tendency to do that which pleases itself. And if you are talking about a soul, remember that the emotions of a man, the willpower of a man, your intellect, that ability to make decisions, your intellect and your mind, they are all in the realm of the soul. They are all in the realm of the soul. So humbling the, the, the soul actually means you are bringing all of these things under subjection to, to God. You are, you are bringing them and subduing them before God. And Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. So as you humble or as we humble ourselves through fasting by suppressing or afflicting the soul, what, what happens is that it attracts God. It gets God's attention and then God releases grace. He releases more grace unto us. And in that grace is our lifting. Hallelujah. So humble yourself before the Lord and he shall lift you up. In Psalm 35 verse 13. In Psalm 35. Israel, you are welcome. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Amen. The Bible says, but as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting and my Prayer returned into my own bosom. So fasting again, we are we realize in this verse of scripture that fasting again points out to the humbling of the soul. The humbling of the soul. 
That means it is a key to provoke the releasing of grace. The release of divine grace. Hallelujah. That is one of the superior spiritual advantage of fasting. Amen. Amen. And every believer that wants to do exploits, you want to do exploits in this kingdom. You want to do exploits in this kingdom. It means you require more, more grace. In a, because Apostle Paul said that, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Yet not I, by the grace of God which was with me, yet I labored more abundantly than them all. In Matthew chapter 4, I think the verse 16 thereabout, Jesus found Peter and told Peter, he says, follow me and I will make you. I will make you fishers of men. I will make you. It, it, it takes grace to make a man. God employ, employs, em, employs or employs the mystery of grace to build men, to make men. It takes grace. Grace is the building block of every destiny, every minister, every business, every business that is established or that has Jesus Christ to be its foundations. It's, it, it takes grace to build that business. And you are saying that one way we obtain grace is through humility the humility of ourselves through fasting humbling the soul through fasting hallelujah it's birth through humility amen so we are sharing 10 superior spiritual advantages of what fasting that is number one number two the second one fasting draws us closer to god as we've seen in james chapter 4 verse 8 it says that draw near to god and he will draw nigh to you Draw nigh unto God, and you'll draw nigh to you. Then he says, cleanse your hands. You see, because as you are drawing closer to God, you are drawing closer to a holy God, a deity that hates and abhors filth. Hallelujah. So it requires cleansing. That is why anytime we show up before God in Zion, anytime we come before God in meetings like this, as part of our protocols of approaching the throne of grace, we pray prayers of cleansing, forgiveness of sins. People said that Jesus, one, one time one of my sons was asking me, why do we pray? Yes, 10. Global icon 10, yes. 10 keys. Actually, that is what the Spirit of God gave me. So we have to try and exhaust all of them. But thank God we're on the second one. So this son of mine asked me that, ah, um, Papa, please. One day I went somewhere. And in that meeting, a man of God said that because Jesus Christ has come to offer himself for, for he has offered for us a one and for a one and once and for all sacrifice of sin for the remission of sins, there is no need for a believer to ever ask for forgiveness of sins because God no longer God has imputed the nature of his righteousness unto us and he no longer condemns us or he no longer um God doesn't hold our sins against us. Even as we see in 1 John 3, 9, that whosoever is, whosoever is born of God does not sin, for the seed of God abides in him, and he cannot sin because he's born of God. And he, he, he tried making an argument, presenting his argument. But you see, what people fail to understand is that God is a giver. And many of the kingdom benefits that he has made available to the believer, 
he has made available by giving and we also access by receiving hallelujah in john chapter one he says for as many as believed on him and as many as received him to them he gave power jesus has made power available but do you begin to just walk in power without receiving it no Titus 2.11 says that the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. But does it mean that all men are saved? No. Which men? John 1.12, yes. But as many as received him, as many as received. So those that do not receive, do not receive, do, do, those that do not receive him, do not get or receive the power to become sons. Do you know that it takes power even to become a son of God? It takes power to, to it takes power to be initiated into your identity of sonship when it comes to our kingdom. It requires power. Hallelujah. Just to become a son of God. And we are not talking about the power that came upon the disciples, power for witnessing. The power upon in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. When they tarried, no. This is power to become. It is a power that makes. It's a power that confers identity. It takes power, but it comes through receiving as many as received him. Hallelujah. God is a giver. We realize that even in John 3, 16, Bible says that for God so loved, this is our God, he so loved the world that he gave. That love he had for the world provoked him. It provoked his heart so that he gave. Something left God. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him. So if you don't believe, if you don't, if you don't believe, you cannot receive. And if you don't receive, you cannot become. So yes, sacrifice has been made once and for all for, 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 for sins. Hebrews 7, Hebrews 8, Hebrews 9 makes us realize that. So we have a, today we have a great high priest who has been touched at all points by the weaknesses by our weaknesses or infirmities but until we receive forgiveness until we receive forgiveness by our confession that lord i i acknowledge that i erred i've made mistakes i went wrong i missed the mark in this area i acted inconsistently with according i acted inconsistently to, to your word therefore i ask that you forgive me pardon my error until we do that we cannot receive the forgiveness of errors or sins amen amen so fasting draws us closer to God, even as we cleanse ourselves. Anytime we are fasting, uh, we are abstaining from the things that empowers our lives in the natural. We said that the other time. And then we are drawing closer to the things that empower our lives in the spiritual, on the supernatural. So there is that awakening of a hunger and a thirst, a desire for more of God, the presence and the power of God. And then our spiritual senses, our spiritual senses are sensitized. They, are, they become more perceptive. We become more discerning because our spiritual perception is heightened. Because the flesh is being subdued, the soul is also brought under subjection. It is humbled. In the process, it draws us closer to God. Don't forget that God is spirit. John 4, verse 23 and 24. And they that worship him must do so in spirit and in truth. So until we are 
we are high in the spirit. Our fellowship and our worship of God, our fellowship with God and our worship of God will not yield its best. We will not enjoy it as much as Enoch enjoyed his work with God. The Bible says Enoch worked with God and he was not, for God took him. I did presupposes that this man Enoch was somebody who understood communion, fellowship with God. He understood fasting because I believe that Enoch was somebody who lived, though not much details are given about the life of Enoch. But I believe Enoch was one of the people, just like John the Baptist, who lived a fasted life. Hallelujah. Enoch lived a fasted life. A fasted life. So much so that he subdued his flesh through the discipline of fasting and was able to maintain the pace, the consistency of his work with God until he got lost in God and then God took him. In my own words, I would say God swallowed him up. He became mixed up with God. God was lost in him as he became lost in God. God took him. God snatched him. God enveloped him. The intimacy with God through fasting. Isaiah 58 verse 2 and 3. Verse 2 and verse 3. God bless you, Mr. Winning. Please don't forget to keep liking the show and to follow us if you haven't followed us. Amen. Isaiah 58 verses 2 and 3. The Bible says, Yet they seek me daily, they seek and delight to know my ways, as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Yes, 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 please pay careful attention. Wherefore, we have fasted, say they, and thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul? And thou takest no knowledge. Behold, in the day of your fast ye find pleasure and exact all your labors. It says, Yet they seek me daily. So fasting is one way we seek God. It draws us closer to God. And delight to know my ways. Beyond just knowing the act of God, it is in fasting that you, as you know God, you get to know the ways of God. It says, as a nation that did righteousness. You know, fa fasting causes our righteousness to break forth. I think in the verse 10 of this same chapter of Isaiah, our righteousness breaks forth. And as our light also as the noonday. It says, and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. What is he talking about? He's talking about fasting. He says, Wherefore have we fasted? Say they. The people complain. And thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul? It's the same fasting. And thou takest no knowledge. Behold. Behold. In the day of your fast, ye find pleasure and exact all your labors. So this was God trying to point out to the people some of the mistakes in their fast. So he's saying that, yes, you desire, you desire to draw close to me. You make the effort through your fast to draw closer to me, to be intimate with me. But these are the errors, these are the spots, these are the blemishes or the obstacles that impede, that have served as hindrances between you and I, your intimacy with me. So if only you would do away with them, 
then your fast your fasting will yield intimacy with me your fasting will bring me closer to you even as you draw near to me through the affliction of your soul amen please don't forget to keep liking the show amen number three Fasting or the mystery of fasting enables us to contact the power of God from on high. Fasting makes us to be able to make contact with, it enables us to be able to make contact with the power of God from on high, or it brings empowerment by the Holy Spirit. In other words, it equips us with the power of the holy spirit hallelujah luke 4 verse 14 luke chapter 4 verse 14 and acts chapter 13 and verse 3 they that do know their god they shall be strong and they shall do exploits Fasting, apart from unleashing the grace for true humility and drawing us closer to God and God closer to us, it also equips us with power from on high. It enables us to make contact with the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, you're welcome, woman of prayer. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4 verse 14 says and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee he returned he went in the weakness of the flesh but he returned in the power of the spirit unto Galilee and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about now we shall come to this but we are interested in how that through the power and the mystery of fasting Jesus after he had engaged this mystery, returned in the power of the Spirit, having subdued the devil and all his temptations that he brought his way. And do you know that the, the, the temptation of the devil actually, te- it, it, it tried Jesus. He was tempted on all three points of the flesh, all three points of the weaknesses of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, the, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. All the three temptations actually fall into this category. The kingdom, worship, and food. The kingdom is is the last of the eye. The last of the flesh. Food. The pride of life. The nations. If you bow... Many things are competing with God in your life for the worship of God, for the Lordship of God. Many things, but as you engage the mystery of fasting and bring the body under, subject the body, bring it totally under the control of the Spirit, you are able to overcome all of these lusts 
you are able to overcome all of these desires you are able to conquer those things that seek to conquer you because you have the power in you to do so as many as believed on him and received him to them he gave power to become sons of god hallelujah hallelujah acts chapter 13 verse 3 acts 13 verse 3 power from on high power from on high power from on high anytime we are able we through the spirit conquer the flesh and subdue the flesh power is released hallelujah acts 13 verse 3 bible says and when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them they sent them away this was the gift of tongues this was about the church of the church of god in antioch the Bible says that when they were about sending Paul and Barnabas forth, they were about sending them off for the work of the ministry as missionaries, they prayed and they fasted. And as they were fasting, the Holy Ghost spoke and said, Separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work of the ministry. And they did this, and then they had to what? Empower them and release them because the work of of the ministry is no joke it is spiritually labor intensive hallelujah whether it is evangelism it is teaching it is prayer it is a prophetic or whether it is healing or the working of miracles any work or any aspect of ministry every aspect of ministry is spiritually labor intensive and requires spiritual power or ability from God to be able to do. You can't do ministry with your flesh. You will faint. You will die. You will die. The flesh has no place in ministry. It takes the spirit, the empowerment of the spirit. That is why the disciples, the disciples had to tarry. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus told them to tarry. Yes, you will die. God even said, the flesh will not glory, no flesh shall glory in his presence. Do you know how the flesh behaves when, when it is under or when it comes to the presence of God? It cringes. The, the flesh cannot stand. Under intense presence of God, even the flesh loses its energy, its strength. You see it in Daniel chapter 9 and Daniel chapter 10. Especially Daniel chapter 10, the verse 5 downwards. Daniel, when he encountered the angel, that wasn't even God himself. That wasn't even Jesus Christ. He encountered the angel of the Lord who had brought the answers to him. He said that his, his body or his, his, his flesh failed of strength. Strength left him. He became weak. He became weak. That was the testimony of Daniel. So the work of the ministry is only possible through the enabling, the empowerment of the Spirit. So the disciples had to tarry. They had to tarry and wait for empowerment from on high. Hallelujah. So that on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says they were all gathered together in one place, in one accord, and then the Spirit of God came as of a, as of a sound, with, with a sound of a mighty rushing wind. 
and Bible says they speak in tongues they speak in tongues empowerment by the spirit it takes empowerment by the spirit of God to be able to do the work of the ministry hallelujah hallelujah yes suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting empowerment by the spirit it is only through fasting and prayers hallelujah hallelujah god bless us we move to the next one so fasting also enables us to access divine light fasting enables us to access divine light and if we talk of divine light we are talking about light in matters of skill in matters of wisdom in matters of understanding it is possible through through fasting we're able to access the 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 the, the divine light in matters of skill wisdom and understanding through the mystery of fasting daniel 9 verse 21 and verse 22 daniel 9 daniel chapter 9 verse 21 and 22 isaiah 58 verse 11 another person mr winning you can help us with it daniel um minister emmanuel please help us with isaiah 58 verse 11 amen light 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 is a very powerful force in the realm of the spirit light is a very powerful force is it is one weapon that every believer must must be able to have access to that's why the bible says and the light shined in darkness and the darkness could not comprehend it other versions they could not overcome it as a believer one of your greatest tools is a force of light light does not only come to clear our path or the psalmist said, your, light, your word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. It does not only bring us clarity and direction. It is in light that we have wisdom and understanding. Hallelujah. Daniel 9, 21 and 22. The Bible says that, yea, while I was speaking in prayer, Daniel was still praying and speaking when the servant of God, Gabriel, was sent to him. He says, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, is talking about Daniel chapter 9, last time we looked at it. Being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation or the evening sacrifice. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh Daniel, oh Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding skill and understanding daniel was in a period of fasting for three solid weeks he said that he neither ate nor drank no pleasant food came to his mouth so that he could seek by prayer and supplication to understand those prophet those prophecies written in the books concerning the captivity of israel So as he fasted and as he prayed and saw the face of God, we understand that the angel brought light. That is understanding and wisdom unto him. Isaiah 58 verse 11. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fire thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden 
Okay, please, verse 10, verse 10. Please, let's check verse 10. I think it's the verse 10. Mr. Winning, please help us with Matthew 4, verse 12 to 17. That's a longer reading. Matthew chapter 4, verse 12 through 17. Global icon, please help us with um, the correction to Isaiah 58. I think it's the verse 10 rather. It talks about your light breaking forth. Yes. Isaiah 58 verse 10. He said, And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, Mr. Francis, you are welcome. And satisfy, if thou draw thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity. And last time we said that within us is the light of God. The light of God has been trapped in our humanity, but it requires the pressure of prayers, the pressure of fasting, the, pr- the pressure of meditation, so that it can break forth. He says, Then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. The mystery of fasting, it brings us to access. It brings us to the place of access to divine light. Light could also be access to knowledge, insight, skill, wisdom, understanding. And it is only when our light breaks forth that we are able to shine. Hallelujah. When the Bible says, Arise, shine. For your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The, fa- the Bible is actually giving you a responsibility. Your rising is an action. Inside that, ra- inside that rising is a function of fasting. People want to rise, but they don't want to fast. Fasting is one of the mysteries behind the rising of many kingdom giants. Read the stories of D.L. Moody, Father Nash. John Wesley, read the stories of Catherine Coleman, God's generals, and you see one key underlying factor that links all of them is the mystery of fasting. Many of them live a fasted life. So you want to be a giant in this kingdom? You want to do exploits for God? Fasting must become one of the cardinal or the key engagements in your life as a believer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew 4 verse 12 to 14. Actually to verse 17. The Bible says, Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee and leaving Nazareth. He came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast, in the borders of Zebulun, Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Esaias the prophet, saying, 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 The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, Galilee of the Gentiles, understand that Jesus wasn't called to this place. He wasn't called, he was called to the Lordship of Israel. He says that, the people we sat in darkness saw great light. They saw great light. They sat in darkness. They saw great light. And to them we sat in the region and 
shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was the light that was being made to shine forth. Hallelujah. Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. A similar message to that of John the Baptist. A similar message to that of John the Baptist. But it was not possible. This was not possible until Jesus had fasted. If you read the preceding verses, you realize that Jesus had actually been led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness. Not only to fast, but also to be tempted of the devil. And then after he had prevailed, now he came. And Bible says that when he came, he went straight and took... Um, the, 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 the law, the book of the law, and he read, saying, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to do this, preach liberty to the captives, uh, recovery of sights, and, and so on and so forth. And then, the Bible says that after he had finished, he placed a scroll down, and then the eyes of all people were fastened on him, unlike before. And his fame spread abroad, his light began to break forth. His light began to break forth so that people who were in dark places saw this light and were drawn to it. Capernaum, at the seacoast, in the borders of Zebulon and Naphtali, that prophecy might be fulfilled. The prophecy that the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light. They had seen Jesus. Jesus had broken forth with a new light, a new dimension. And to them we sat in the region, in the shadow of death, light is sprung up. Light is sprung up. Light is sprung up. Light is sprung up. I pray that somebody by the end of our fasting and our teaching even today, may your light spring forth and spring forth speedily in the name of Jesus. May your light spring forth and spring forth speedily in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May the Spirit of God empower you. May the Spirit of God empower you. May the Spirit of God light you up. May the Spirit of God light you up when you are talking about lighting up you are talking about manifestation so so when jesus fasted and overcame the enemy subdued the flesh or conquered the flesh his spirit was lighted up in other words he manifested that was when jesus began to do ministry proper jesus began to he began the work of the ministry proper at that age of 30 after that he had fasted hallelujah then he was empowered by the Spirit. His light broke forth. Hallelujah. 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 So we move to the next benefit, the next superior advantage of fasting. That is the fifth one. Fasting prepares. It is, it is a means of preparation and the ushering into new seasons. When we come to the biblical pattern of Ezra's fast, fasting, you will realize that Ezra, when he was leading the people of God from exile, 
into the promised land, a period of transition, they needed guidance, divine guidance. They needed light. They needed divine protection. And by for, for that reason, they had to fast and seek the face of God. Matter of fact, Ezra had told the king before they left the land that king, as for our God, he's able to deliver, he's able to protect, he's able to keep his own. So we don't really need any assistance from you. But then they realized on the way that there were bandits, there were dangers on the road to the, the promised land, and that without protection, both spiritual and physical, they couldn't have made it because they were making their way out of the land of their captivity with great wealth, great wealth, several pieces of gold and silver, so many possessions. And then they, there was a tendency to lose all of those things on the way without getting to the promised land. There was that tendency. So what did they do? They had to fast. Ezra proclaimed the fast. I think Ezra 8 verse 20, 21 to 27 there about, or 22 to 27 there about. He proclaimed the fast to the people and they fasted. The Ezra fast is just a one-day fast, a period, of, a, period of 20, a period of 24 hours. But it is very potent in its efficacy. It is very potent, very powerful, and yielding results only if it is done well. Hallelujah. And Bible says that God, yes, Ezra 21, he said, Then I proclaim a fast day at the river of Ahava that we might afflict ourselves. Fasting is an affliction of ourselves, our spirit, that we might afflict ourselves before our God to seek of him a right way for us and for our little ones and for all our substance. Hallelujah. For I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way. The enemy in the way. Anytime there is a transition, you are coming against obstacles you don't even know. Transition moments are vulnerable periods in the life of every believer. Transition moments are moments of unpredictable happenings. Because you are ending an old season and being ushered into a new season. There is the passing away of an old phase of life there is a passing away of an old phase of life and then an ushering in of a new phase of life and that requires preparation in the realm of the spirit preparation in the realm of the soul preparation in the realm of the body because sudden changes can sometimes topple us over hallelujah and with every new blessing and every new dimension, every new season that God ushers a believer into, there is the need. There is, there is, there is that which we need, wisdom needed. There is, there is the need for new level of understanding to be able to hold that mystery or to be able to hold and to be able to function properly in the new office or the new dimension that God ushers us into. Hallelujah. So, fasting prepares and ushers us into new seasons. It is the means by which we are prepared and ushered. It's the preparation of the soul, the spirit, the spirit, the soul, and the body unto new seasons. Amen. We can look at the example of Jesus in Luke chapter 4, verse 14 and verse 15. Luke 4, verse 14 and verse 15. Minister Winning, you can take that. Uh, Minister Ima, please help us with Ezra 8. Okay, Ezra has been posted. So, 
We didn't even visit it anymore. Acts chapter 14, verse 23. Acts 14, 23. Means Emmanuel can help us with that. Cassandra, please help us with Acts chapter 9, verse 9. Yes. So Jesus was on the verge of beginning his public ministry. It doesn't mean that Jesus had actually not been preaching all this while, but this was the official beginning of his ministry, his public ministry. Before then, he was reasoning with people in the synagogues, um, in the temples, he was reasoning with the Pharisees and and, uh, and um, the teachers of the law, and so on and so forth. But Jesus' first, yes, Jesus' first public ministry began after he had properly fasted, he had prepared himself through engaging the mystery of fasting. Yes. So let's look at Luke 14, Luke chapter 4, verse 14 and 15. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Like I explained earlier, we need power to do the work of the ministry. That is why Jesus told the disciples to tarry. And that is why before they send forth, before the church releases any people or in, into the, the field into the field for ministry or before the, the, the church appoints people into any form of leadership position prayers are made fasting is, is made or proclaimed and then the people are anointed and then they are now released or sent forth or they are now hands, hands, is, hands are laid on them and then ushered they are ushered into their new office so that they can function in the capacity or the ability of that power that has been imparted unto them. So Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region roundabout, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. Initially it was some, now he was glorified of all, even them, those that feared him. They, they, they feared him, yet they couldn't withstand the power and the glory with which he taught the light that he was manifesting at this point in time. So despite their fear of him, they still glorified him. Because because that he had contacted power from on high for the work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 9, verse 9, this is the story of Paul after his conversion. The Bible says that he was three days without sight. It was a transition moment. Paul, the persecutor of the church, was now becoming, in the process of becoming, Paul the missionary, Paul the church planter, Paul, he was becoming... Paul, the revealer of the mysteries. He was becoming Paul, the discipler. He was becoming Paul, the church builder. From a previous position and identity of persecutor of the church and persecutor of the saints of God. And after that Damascus experience, Bible says he encountered light. That is empowerment through the divine call. Of God upon his life and he became blind and he was three days without sight 
And in that period of being without sight, he neither ate nor drank. That was a fasting. And he was under the guidance of some church leaders who prepared him, helped him, and ushered him into his proper calling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The seed one. Then the next advantage of fasting. The subdued flesh through fasting yields capacity of the spirit to contact the anointing and the glory of God for expression or for kingdom advancement or for kingdom errands. The subdued flesh through fasting yields capacity. It yields capacity in our spirit so that we can contact the anointing and the glory of God for expression and then for kingdom errands or for kingdom work, kingdom advancement. When Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, it means that God has given you light. God has put a light or a lamp in you. Hallelujah. Bible says that in him was light. In him was life and the life was a light of all men. Hallelujah. In him was life and the life was a light of all men. And Bible says that this light lighted up, lighted up every man that enters into this world. Minister Emmanuel, you're welcome. God bless you. This light, it lights up everyone who enters into this world. Hallelujah. John chapter 1, verse 9. Please, somebody help us with that. John 1, 9. Yes. That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into this world. So as you come into this world, Bible says in Titus 2.11 that the grace of God which bringeth, it brings. But the fact that that grace of God brings salvation doesn't mean that all men have received salvation, no. But it says the grace of God which bringeth salvation, Titus 2.11, has appeared unto all men. It has appeared. It has come as a testimony and, and as a witness unto all men. So all men will see, all men will hear. But it takes those who receive it takes men and women who receive him to be lighted up it is in our receiving him that we first of all it is in our believing that we are able to receive and in our reception of him we are lighted up by this light in our reception of him we are lighted up hallelujah we are lighted up and through being lighted up, we are able to give expression to this light in us. So he says, let your light so shine before men. God will not send you to or will not ask you or give you a commandment or an instruction to do that which he has not put in you the ability to do. That which he has not empowered you to do. God is not unrighteous. Hebrews 6.10. He is not unrighteous. He does not send. In First Peter chapter 3 or so. 
when he was talking about holiness, he says that, Be ye holy, for I am holy. He uses himself as the reference point. Be ye holy, for I am holy. God will not tell us to do that which he has not empowered us to do or given us the resources to do or placed in us the ability to do. Hallelujah. So we have light. We carry light. Isaiah 58, verse 10. Makes us understand that our light can break forth. Isaiah 60, verse 1. Makes us understand that we can arise and give expression to our light. Our light will shine. Matthew 5, verse 16. Makes us understand that our light can shine also through our good works. And through that, we give glory to God in heaven. But how is that possible? It is through the ministry of fasting. Fasting causes our light to break forth. Isaiah 58, 10. Because our flesh is subdued. Our flesh is subdued. And then, as the flesh is subdued, it builds in our spirit man capacity to contact the anointing and the glory of God. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 4, verse 14 to 22. Luke 4, verse 14 to 22. The example of Jesus Christ. Yes, God bless you, minister. Waiting for the great work you are doing. 50, Isaiah 58 verse 10 says, And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise. Thy light, which was previously suppressed because of the flesh, which was previously suppressed because of too much pleasure, indulgement, indulgence in pleasure. Now that light will begin to rise. The same word and language Isaiah uses in Isaiah 60. He says, Your light arise, shine, for your light has come. That light will now rise from obscurity. And, the, and then the darkness which covered us will be as a noonday. That is what happened to Jesus in Luke 4 verse 14. He says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit through fasting. The flesh was subdued. The power of the Spirit came upon him. He returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to, for to read. Now listen to what he said. This is where you realize that he had received an anointing that was to grant him expression in the kingdom. That was supposed to empower him for kingdom advancement. He now began to read. He said, And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, Of he himself, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. He has anointed me. Jesus didn't say this until he had fasted and prayed. Then he came now to testify, to make them know that this scripture has now been fulfilled and he is qualified and he has been equipped. He has been equipped with power from on high, with an anointing to preach the gospel to the poor. He has been equipped with an anointing to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blind, 
to set at liberty them that are bruised. It takes the anointing. That is why I said earlier that any preacher or any man of God, anybody who wants to do the work of God in the flesh, you will die. You will die because the flesh does not have in its ability, the way the flesh has been built up, the way God has designed or engineered the flesh, the flesh does not have the strength to carry the weight of kingdom matters. No. It takes empowerment by the Spirit. That is what, that was a secret to Moses' fast. Moses couldn't have stayed on that mountain, Sinai, for 40 days and 40 nights without food or water. It was because of the empowerment of the Spirit. So Moses was in the supernatural throughout the entire 40 days. He was in the Spirit. And in the Spirit, there was that supernatural empowerment and enabling. That enabling was that which kept Moses in that realm. So that he was going without food, without water for 40 days, beholding the face of God, the glory of God, being changed, receiving instruction, communing with God, and yet he felt no hunger nor thirst. It is a realm. The flesh cannot do that. The flesh will be distracted, the flesh will be destroyed. For by strength shall no man prevail. For by strength shall no man prevail. So Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell can prevail against the flesh. That is why he says that all that is in this world, the last of the flesh, the last of the eye, and the pride of life, they are not of the Father. Hallelujah. All those things the flesh is subject to them. The flesh is subject to them. Exodus 34, verse 28 to 30. Please, somebody help us with that. Seth, you are welcome. God bless you. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Amen. Don't forget to keep liking the show. And follow us if you haven't followed us. We are in a moment of teaching. Amen. We are breaking bread, the sweet word of God. This is what brings us growth. One man of God said that it is written is far more superior than I see. Hallelujah. As and when God ministers to us, we will, we will minister concerning that which he shows us or that which he tells us. But until he ministers, we will break bread. Hallelujah. It is written is far more superior than I see because men of God, women of God, we see in parts and we prophesy in parts. So the tendency to even be in error is always there because of the flesh. All right. God bless you, Mr. Winning. Exodus um, 34, verse 28 to 30. And he, Moses, was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did, he did neither eat bread nor drink water. And he wrote upon the tables the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And it came to pass. It came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tables of testimony in Moses' hand, 
when he came down from the mount that Moses wist not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with them. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, behold, the skin of his face shone. And even Aaron, who was Moses' assistant, a priest, could not behold. Verse, verse 28. Okay, this is where the confusion begins. When you post the um, scriptures without the verses, numbers attached to it. Um, all right, let me take Mr. Frimpon's um, reading from verse 29. And it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, which were the two tables of testimony in Moses' hand, when he came down from the mount, that Moses was not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with them. Verse 30. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses. Behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come nigh him. They were afraid to come nigh him. Contact with glory. The, the contact wasn't only made possible because he was in the presence of God, but it was also because he subdued the flesh. During the period of the 40 days fasting without food, without water. Hallelujah. The glory of God came mightily upon him. It made contact. It was boldly, evidently expressed on his face so that they could not look on it. Literally, literally, this is not a figurative language. Bible says they could not. Just as many of us, we try looking at the sun during the day. And then as you behold, you know that scientifically, the sun is made up of many glowing gases. The sun is a ball of glowing gases. It is a ball of glowing gases. And I read somewhere that predominant among the gases is hydrogen. It is a ball of burning gases. As it burns continuously, you try to behold. As it burns, the light that emanates from it is a byproduct of its combustion. That continuous combustion that goes on. Even that, we are not able to behold it. That was literally what was happening on Moses' face. To the extent that they were afraid. They were afraid. Anytime flesh encounters the presence of God, the glory of God, the flesh cringes. That is why it is impossible to fast and fast well and not encounter the glory and the power of God. Hallelujah. It is impossible. It is impossible. It is impossible. We are looking at the superior spiritual advantage of fasting. Hallelujah. The superior spiritual advantage of fasting. And we are on the seventh one. Let's move to the seventh. After that, we shall look at some of the benefits of fasting in the physical. I will not explain those ones. Fasting also brings us divine direction. Divine guidance. light and favor hallelujah divine direction divine guidance light and favor if i say light i'm talking about fame fame in luke chapter 4 verse 37 we see that jesus after that he had fasted his fame went abroad hallelujah his fame went abroad his fame went abroad in matthew 4 verse 18 to 20 the same thing happened in Acts chapter 13, verse 
verses 1 through 3, Bible says that as they fasted and prayed, seeking from God what to do, the Holy Spirit spoke expressly and said, Separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work of the ministry, divine direction and guidance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Esther, Esther, Esther chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7. We see that Esther also found favor before God. Hallelujah. He found, she found favor before the king because she first found favor before God. We also see the same thing in Isaiah 58 verse 10. Verse 11, verse 11, it says that, that God will guide you continually. God will guide you continually because you have afflicted your soul. God will guide you continually. So fasting brings us into a place of divine alignment and guidance from God. Hallelujah. waters fail not. Hallelujah. The eighth advantage. Fasting is also a vehicle of genuine repentance and access to God's mercy and pardon from judgment. Fasting enables us to come to the place of genuine repentance and access to God's mercy and pardon from judgment. Remember that among all of these superior advantages, we said that at the core of this is intimacy with God, to draw us closer to God. That is the sole purpose of fasting. All the others are byproducts. Amen. 1 Samuel 7, verse 1 to 13. We, that's a long read. It's a long read, but we need to read it. Mr. Winning, please help us. 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 1 through 13. And then, um, Minister Emmanuel, please, you can help us with Jonah chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. 1 to 10. And then another person, please help us with 1 Kings. chapter 21 verse 27 to 29 Cassandra Cassandra please help us with Daniel chapter 9 verse 9 through 16 so in Jonah chapter 3 verse 1 to 10 verses 1 to 10 we see how that Jonah Bible says and the word of God came unto Jonah the second time and God asked Jonah to go and warn the people of Nineveh, the Ninevites. And he went and he proclaimed the word of God there. Bible says that the journey to the city of Nineveh was um, about three days because it was a great city. 
when he had done just about one day of the journey, he now began proclaiming that in 40 days, the judgment of God is going to hit this land. It's going to come upon this land. Okay, God bless you, Minister Emmanuel, for helping us with... Let me begin with the, the journal reading because I've already started using that example as a vehicle of genuine repentance and access to God's mercy and pardon from judgment. And Jonah, Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Verse 5 says, So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed the fast. They proclaimed the fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For the word, for word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. Then the children of Israel did put away. Hey, sorry, <laughs> that's verse seven. And he he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, head or flock, taste anything, and let them not feed nor drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry, cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn everyone from let them turn everyone of everyone from his evil, from his evil way, and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we? Okay, the, the version the the. the the verse was truncated there. Verse 10 says that, And God saw their works. God saw. And they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the, the, the evil that he had said that he would do to them. And he did not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he did it not. Bible says, God saw their works. And he did it not. So fasting has the ability to turn the tables to attract divine mercy and pardon from judgment. If you read the verse 4 of Jonah, the chapter 4 of Jonah, the verse 1, Bible says, Jonah got angry. It displeased him that God forgave them and, uh, and his prophecy did not come to pass. But little did he know that he himself, I think in that moment he had forgotten that he himself, he had a second chance. He had a second chance. He had a second chance. Now let's look at um, the next example. The First Kings chapter 21. First Kings 21, verse 27. Um, that is Minister Francis's scripture uh, to 29. This is about Ahab. Bible says, and it came to pass when Ahab heard those words that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. He went softly. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the teach by saying, saying, verse 29, seest thou how Ahab humbled himself before me? Because he humbled himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his days, but in his son's days will I bring the evil upon his house. Ahab had wronged God. 
and was being programmed on God's calendar. He had been programmed for punishment by God. The rod of God's reproof was stretched out against him. The Bible says that when he fasted, God saw the humility of his heart and postponed. God deferred the punishment. God deferred the punishment. You see, sometimes the reason why we pray into our father's side, our mother's side, and our family. Now, the iniquity of the father, the, 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 the reward of iniquity or the punishment for evil had passed, has been passed down from father to son to the next generation. So the father committed the error, but he didn't suffer the consequences. See, the reason why we pray prayers for mercies against judgment, ancestral errors and iniquity and all of these things. Yes. Whether you know about some of the existing foundational errors in your bloodline or you don't, when we are praying prayers like that, it is only wisdom for you to partake. Because, beloved, you can never tell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter. Who, who was helping us with the book of First Samuel? First Samuel chapter 7, verse 1 to 13. Hmm, I think the scriptures are all mixed up. Alright, alright, alright. Daniel chapter 9. Let me start from um, the Daniel 1. Cassandra, you were, you were taking the Daniel 1. Daniel now said, to the, Lord our, to the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness. Though we, we, it says, though we have rebelled against him, we have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his ways, which is set before us by his servants, the prophets. Yes, all Israel has transgressed your law. Daniel was now, when he was fasting, he, this was a prayer, it was, this is a portion of Daniel's prayer while he was fasting. Prayer for the pardon of iniquity. He acknowledged that the people of Israel had erred. They had gone wrong. They had transgressed God's law. And then they had departed from his ways. And he says that, And has departed so as not to obey your voice. Therefore, the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, has, has been, have been poured out on us because we have sinned against him. The verse 12 says, And he had confirmed his words, which he spake against us and against our judges who judged us by bringing forth upon us by bringing upon us a great disaster for under for under the whole heaven such has never been done as what has been done to jerusalem amen and as it is written in the law of moses all this disaster has come upon us yet we have not made our prayer before the lord our god that we might turn from our iniquities and understand your truth Therefore, the Lord has kept the disaster in, in, in mind and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all the works which he does. So, you see, anytime there is any form of punishment from God like this, it's only a revelation of God's righteousness. His judgments only tell us how righteous he is. Hallelujah. In all the works which he does, though we have not obeyed his voice. And now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and made yourself a name? As it is, as it is this day, we have sinned, we have done wickedly. O oh Lord, according to all 
your righteousness, I pray. Let your anger and your fury. Say anytime we are making prayer, like God, according to your mercy, according to your judgment, according to your righteousness, it is scriptural. I pray thee, I pray, let your anger and your fury be turned away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people are a reproach to all the people around us. Hallelujah. So Daniel um, cried out, and Bible says, if you read the subsequent verses, the iniquity was indeed turned. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, breaking yokes of iniquity. Fasting also breaks yokes of iniquity, the bands of wickedness, the reversal of evil decrees, and the destruction of the rod of oppression. Esther chapter 7, verses 7 to 10, and Esther chapter 8, verse, verses 1 to 17. Please, time will not permit us. We have long reads. And then the last, the last advantage of fasting is access to supernatural strength. Matthew chapter 4, verse 11, and Daniel chapter 10, verse 18 and 19. You see how the angel imparted supernatural strength unto Daniel and how that Jesus went forth in the strength of the Spirit, hallelujah, through fasting. Now I want to look at the physical impact or benefits of fasting. Um, we, our time won't be um, enough for us to even get into the Ezra fast. I wanted us to do that at the latter end, but um, it is well. Let's look at some of the physical impact or benefits of fasting on the body. So as you fast, do you know that you also benefit physically from your fast? You benefit in the realm of the body. Hallelujah. You know, fasting is an effective tool against obesity. People use fasting for weight loss because it enhances weight loss for a, a, a sustained healthy weight. Amen. Fasting also improves insulin resistance. Those of us who are health uh, persons over here, we would, or if you're a health worker listening, you would better um, appreciate it. Insulin resistance, which is the, um, the reason why many people easily slip into diabetes the risk for diabetes hallelujah so improvement of insulin insulin resistance in our bodies consequently lowers the risk of or the chances of us developing diabetes fasting also works against cholesterol high cholesterol it breaks down a good amount of the cholesterol in our body hallelujah so that it does not build up and then the the unhealthy cholesterol is it the ldl builds up and end up causing harm to our bodies fasting also improves memory our memories become sharper as we fast amen it works against inflammation which is the underlying factor or cause of many illnesses fasting reduces inflammation fasting reduces inflammation fasting improves hypertension in the body by lowering our blood pressure amen the heavy load that is that is introduced into the body the nutrient that is introduced into the in the into the blood through assimilation of um, digested end products of the food we we imbibe we take in all of that increases the viscosity of our, our blood and over time when there's so much impurity and fat and all of these things in the blood that are not gotten rid of what happens is that a, a, a pressure builds up a pressure builds up in our veins and what happens is there is that disease called hypertension 
a, a place of high blood pressure. Amen. And we are saying that as we fast and we pray, one of the physical benefits is the improvement in this by lowering the blood pressure. And then another, another benefit of fasting is the decrease in autoimmune diseases. Hallelujah. If you don't understand these things, I beg you, after the podcast, you can come and listen, take your time. Or if you are making notes, you can, you can take time and later go and look them up through some books or maybe on the internet for better understanding. Amen. This one is not a job of um, the, the, the Holy Spirit per se. And we don't even have, we have less than three minutes to end the podcast, this live cast. Now, it also improves our gut flora, the flora in our tummy. Amen. When the, the, stomach, the stomach is exempted from food for a season, for a moment, whether through continuous fasting or intermittent fasting, it improves the flora, the microbial ecosystem in our tummies. And then it improves immune function. Our immune systems are boosted. They become stronger and strengthened because you have abstained from food. Amen. The immune system becomes revamped. So you, the ability to overcome diseases and, and, and illnesses that come upon you is, is, is scaled high, so high. And then lastly, of the many benefits, the last one I want to share is fasting also enables the repair of damaged cells and dysfunctional cells as well as the killing of pathogens. Fasting initiates the repair of damaged cells, dysfunctional cells, and then the killing of pathogens. Even there is a phenomenon in the body that takes place called autophagy. Autophagy. Amen. And you realize that even your skin, there are certain things that happen to your skin. It changes a stone. There are many other benefits that come. Your brain, there is that if your brain was initially foggy or you easily forgot things, there is clarity, sharper memory because of fasting. Amen. Amen. So God bless us. God bless us so much for staying through. God bless us for staying through. In um, just two minutes, we want to lift your voice and thank God. You say, God, I thank you. I bless you. I give you glory for bringing us to the end. We give you glory for bringing us to the end of today's session. We bless you for knowledge, the insight, the revelation of your word. We adore you. We honor you in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Glory, 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 glory. Father, we are honored to sit at your feet, to break bread together with you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you for insight. We pray now that you have given us insight. That may you grant us grace to be doers and not hearers only. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to be doers and not hearers only. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we bless you. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for bringing us to the end of this series. We bless you. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for granting us grace to exhaust the realities of this mystery of fasting, even as time has permitted us. For with you is a fountain of life, and your light have we seen light. We pray that you take us deeper in the name of Jesus. Strengthen us, uphold us in the name of Jesus. Grant us grace to be doers in the name of Jesus. Let every word, every revelation that you have imparted to our spirit come alive in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, brood over upon your word and help us and strengthen us even as you continually guide us and lead us and usher us into our high places in the name of Jesus. Order our steps into glory, into virtue, into all of your pleasing and acceptable and perfect will in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. May God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he grant you peace and be gracious unto you in the name of Jesus. Amen. People of God, we meet again on Wednesday um, for a teaching session on Lent. Amen. So until then, shalom, peace, I love you all, Jesus loves you more, as burning ones, keep burning for Jesus, amen. The podcast is ending in five seconds, keep burning for Jesus, hallelujah. God bless us all for making it.